rosy cheeks for my steroids. It's I look cute. Like a, I you look like, like you're a, all embarrassed. I look like a cabbage patch doll. Hi. Hi. This is, I'm sorry, what the podcast? You're Christina. I'm Amanda. That's correct. Um, we're on episode 137, right? We just mm-hmm. said 136. We literally just recorded 136. So banter may be at a minimum for this, but you know, no promises. You know, there's always stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, but we talked a lot last time about we did. stuff that they probably were like, okay, get on. Okay, with Kevin, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but how you doing? How was your potty break? It was glorious. I feel refreshed. That's I good. hacked up a lung for a minute. Amanda thought I was throwing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. It's true. Took my steroids. Now my face is bright red. If I get really sweaty, I might take my top off. It's not that kind of a podcast. I'll take my top off. I don't have anything underneath it though. No, so maybe you should keep your top off. That would be weirder. <laughs> You're right. I'll keep my Freddie shirt on in homage to it being spooky season. Put your I, titties away. Yeah, I'm just saying because we were going to read, 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 tell spooky season like stories for our podcast Mm -hmm. i like got ready for the day i got the skull glass out i like it wearing my freddy krueger freddy krueger t-shirt and that's it but i got ready even though it's not a visual platform so it was just to get in the spooky season mood i'm always in the spooky season mood (laughs) right it's true i'm like ooh. I get to get my stuff from my office now because it's all in the stores. It's Halloween stuff. There's uh we went to Cracker Barrel yesterday and there is a golden hand on a buzzer and I want to get it mounted on the door of either my office or my bedroom and you ring the doorbell and like Ooh. the skeleton hand rings the doorbell like you push the skeleton hand and it rings the doorbell and it goes did you get that it rings the doorbell? Because I said it about four times. I I mean, it doesn't, I don't even understand the words anymore, but yes, I got that. <laughs> and the first time I did it, it goes, it like this is deep, scary voice. And it goes, what did it say? It was like, welcome to my darkness. <laughs> and then the next time I hit it, it was like, you have chosen your final resting place. Well, <laughs> I was like, I need this. This is amazing. I want this. My mom a few years ago got like an old school phone that like, Mm -hmm. you know, has the like two little Y's that hold the phone on and it looks all spooky ooky. And when you pick it up, it like, (laughs) and then, you know, it has all the different sayings or whatever. Leon loves it, (laughs) loves it. You know, since he was a baby, he would be like, Papa, 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 Grandpa, Grandpa, pick me up. (laughs) i fucking love halloween decorations Mm -hmm. i'm finally putting i kept i've been putting off hanging those ravens because i kept trying to decide where i wanted them in the room right and i finally rearranged now that i've rearranged my room slightly i basically just moved my bed over like three feet so i could get a dresser or the nightstand on one side um and then still have a little room so i could walk around my bed Uh as opposed to it being up against the wall so I think that's where I'm going to leave it. And then I'm going to hang them right over my bed. So nice. I can have like a little reading light if I want to. And then yeah. I just need to continue to buy creepy Raven spooky decorations and make my haunted forest bedroom of my dreams. Right. <laughs> this 
is in desperate need of help my office <laughs> I know um it's been just kind of been my catch all for like wedding planning traveling uh all of the things so now that's oh. the only decoration in my office <laughs> just, what about my face did you bring that back uh yeah, where it's in my backpack, I think still. I haven't You said you yet. were gonna put it in your office. I'm it's gonna I'm gonna hang it in my office. It'll be there okay. forever. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I gotta work on this and I got a desk for in here that we're gonna put together today. And so hopefully today and tomorrow I can get things at least kind of put together. Mm-hmm. So right now I was like pulled everything out to paint because who doesn't just do everything when you're already overwhelmed? I know stuff? you were planning your wedding and then painting your office just sounded like a good relaxing event. Like, yeah, apparently, I don't know. I got really high the two days that I painted I it. Bet, though, I bet you did though. Because there's no airflow in here. <laughs> and then I had a really bad headache when I went to bed those nights. <laughs> All right. Okay, Kevin. Kevin? Kevin. Okay, Kevin. All Why are you right. calling Kevin out, poor guy? Kevin, uh, what do you got for me this time? Another <clears throat> spooky, spooky story? Yeah. Okay, cool. Gonna, uh, oh, good. That's our thing. Are you going to get naked now? No, I was <sighs> stopped right now <laughs> naked. <laughs> Just adjusting. Stop. Stop embarrassing me. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's funny because my cheeks are all rosy and I do look embarrassed. I know, you look like you got embarrassed, like you're all nervous. Stop it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about the murder on Cherry Hill. Ooh. Oh, so <laughs> my it sounded like it came from my window. But that was like the perfect sound of <laughs> the murder on Cherry Hill. <laughs> you're right. It's bad. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Um, Okay. So Cherry Hill is a historic home in Cherry Hill um, in Albany, New York, or on Cherry Hill in Albany, New York. It is a landmark, and it was built in 1787 and was occupied by the same family for generations. I bet you I think it, I I bet you I would think it looks really cool because I love the architecture from like mid-17 to like the end of the 18 yes (laughs) on may 7th 1827 a notorious murder occurred at the cherry hill residence that resulted in two sensational trials and albany's last public hanging Ooh, okay so the story as all stories do starts in the beginning (laughs) (laughs) wow I couldn't figure wow. out I couldn't figure out a line to start it. So I'm like, I'm just gonna be a dumbass. But something like that. God made the trees and the mountains oh, really <laughs> Okay. So but anyway. Jesse Strang of Putnam County, New York, deserted his wife and children in the belief that his wife was unfaithful. Okay. He became a drifter and went to Ohio, but shortly after returned to New York in 1826. Um, the scandalous nature of his divorce and abandoning his family um may have stopped then if there had not been uh, a baggage problem that caused him to seek a job in albany so he went back to albany where strang met elsie whipple in a bar in albany elsie was the daughter of abraham lansing and elsie van renessler and the wife of john ripple okay 
So Schrang fell in love with Elsie and took a job as a handyman under the name of Joseph, Joseph Orton in Cherry Hill at the Van Renalser's residence. So he, oh, was, okay. he took a job as a handyman there. <laughs> Taking care of business. Anyway. Um, so she was, Elsie was related by marriage to the man who'd originally built Cherry Hill. She herself had gotten married at the age of 14, and her husband, John, had basically turned her inheritance into a growing fortune. Okay. So, but she was a child bride. She was a child bride, yes. Okay. Um, She then, but she fell in love with Joseph Orton or Jesse Strang. Joseph. Um, So Elsie tended to be grumpy, irksome, and prone to hysterics and violent shouting fits. And I mean, come on, who is it? Uh, Well, you do know, (laughs) all women are prone to hysteria, so yeah, should probably get out the machine to make it better. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) grumpy. I feel like grumpy and irksome are an accurate description for me, so I feel it. And I'm like, is she supposed to be happy? She hasn't got to make a single choice in her own life. Exactly. So everybody just suck it. Leading into that, she felt dominated and controlled by her husband. That's what I'm saying. So the lovers kept in touch with the help of members of the household who would pass love letters between them. Oh, I love love letters. I mean, I'm I'm not for like infidelity, but love letters are cute. So the relationship escalated and the only way they determined they could be together was that they decided to do away with John Whipple. So that would free Elsie from her marriage and free her money. Uh, Uh, Elsie conspired with a reluctant Jesse to poison John's tea with arsenic so they could elope, but their attempt had failed. So they concocted a scheme that included false sightings of strange men lurking around the property. So they, John Whipple then became very suspicious and purchased and kept a gun loaded in the house. (gasps) I was right. Okay. So in May of 1827, Elsie stole a bullet and gave it to Strang and once more insisted that Strang kill her husband. Strang climbed onto the roof of the shed one night and used his $15 rifle to shoot and kill Whipple through a window, which is, that's a solid shot, right? Um, Strang then immediately ran towards a local store to secure an alibi for the police. He then returned to Cherry Hill and helped a doctor remove the bullet from Whipple's body. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Jesse's enthusiasm for blaming prowlers as well as the fact that he had been seen with Elsie and had been seen buying a rifle, just like the type used to kill John, made him seem awfully suspicious. So they weren't very good at, like, covering the tracks. tracks. Yeah. But though the murder part of the plan had gone off smoothly, it kind of went downhill from there. Understandably. So the police ruled that it would have been feasible for jesse to have traveled from cherry hill to the store in the time like he could have committed the murder and gotten to the store for his right. alibi they're so, like yeah this was there was enough time the cops were like this is super suspicious and they arrested him on the suspicion of murder all right uh in june jesse confessed to the murder and told prosecutors where to find the rifle he believed that if elsie was convicted as well 
Her powerful family connections would get them both pardoned, and he tried to lay the blame on her. But when his lawyer and the prosecutor told him that nothing he said against Elsie would lighten his punishment, he withdrew his confession. It's like, actually, just kidding. She had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I did nothing. And we're, we're innocent. Um, yeah. <laughs> However, this had led then to the incarceration of Elsie. Um, they were allowed to communicate in jail. And Elsie would remind him in her letters that had he not confessed, the two might have gotten off scot-free. Bitch. In Montreal, <laughs> as they had been planning to escape there. <laughs> bitch, why did you have to say something? <laughs> yeah, you fucking little bitch. Keep your goddamn mouth shut. Uh, uh, believing Elsie would be given a lighter sentence as she was a woman, Jesse asked his lawyer, Calvin Pepper, to plant documents at Cherry Hill, incriminating Elsie as the mastermind behind the plan. As he had burned the letters she sent him, Pepper refused and told him he would not receive a lighter sentence, whatever he did. Okay. So, as Jesse suspected, Elsie was said to be the victim. However, in truth, the rifle had been bought with her money. She removed the curtain in John's room so Jesse could shoot and was the one who tried to poison John's tea. Elsie, get your shit together. I mean, perks of being a lady and... (laughs) Uh, Especially at that time, like, mm-hmm. for so long, people didn't even think that women were capable or smart enough this is to it, do any of this. That's exactly kind of what happens here. Ugh. So at Strang's trial, the district attorney was Edward Livingston, which was a relative of the Van Renalsers, and Lansings, who told Jesse to his face, you are guilty, you must be convicted, and you must die. And Judge Dewar called him a serpent and a fiend. When the judge asked the jury for a verdict, the jury deliberated for 15 minutes before pronouncing him guilty of murder. Three days after Strang's trial, Elsie Whipple stood trial for aiding and abetting the murder of her husband. In four days, Elsie was pronounced not guilty and cleared of charges. After Strang finished testifying on the end of Elsie's trial, he was sentenced to death by hanging. Uh, and on august 24th 1827 jesse strang was hanged in the last public hanging in albany most of the elite in albany lauded this as justice served and then elsie continued to live out the rest of her life at cherry hill oh my god <laughs> did he at least haunt her ass so the murder and the stir it caused not only albany but the also the entire nation and the verdict were highly debated Uh, The historic home is now a museum and visitors can take tours based on the home's architecture as well as ongoing restoration efforts and the occasional murder at Cherry Hill tour. It is rumored to be haunted. Some say the ghost is represents the murder victim, John Whipple. Those who have encountered him say they they have a sense of severe anger surrounding the spirit. While others say it is to be the killer, Jesse Strang, the bullet hole is still in the wall from where Jesse shot John through the window. Wow. That That's kind of cool. Is the story of the murder on Cherry, Cherry Hill. Cherry. Cherry. Nothing like a good Chimichurri. Cherry. Chimichurri. Chimichurri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, he better haunt her ass. Yeah, I know, right? That is ridiculous. <laughs> she, you know, did everything. I just she was literally the mastermind. He just yeah. pulled the trigger. And I mean, good for you. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, maybe not, but like it's not a good thing, but also no. 
whatever. I mean, whatever. <laughs> he still killed somebody, so it's not right. like... He wasn't innocent. Yeah. But she should have had something happen instead of still getting her inheritance and living on the hill. Living in the fancy fucking house. She's like, thanks, bitch. See ya. <laughs> just, just what I always wanted. That was, uh, my Mickey, that was my Mickey Mouse voice that just came out there. <laughs> That's what I always wanted. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> can do that. that. Was... I'm Chewbacca. I can do that. You can gurgle your spit in the back of your throat. Good job. And <laughs> <laughs> you just tuck it in so you have no chin. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. That was a weird sound. Oh, I never should get my next story up, huh? <laughs> I've never made that sound before. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> All right. So now I get to tell you the technological scientific sci-fi e story of mike madman markham unfortunately i'm intrigued i'm the text is so small because i forgot (laughs) to enlarge it on my thing so bear with me because it looks like a bunch of squiggles uh in 1995 mike markham was employed was unemployed with a few years of electronic engineering education under his belt okay he was like 21 and he had gone to school, but like he had no job. Um, his main focus at the time was to fund private work. He wanted to be an inventor. Okay. And he figured at some point he would create something that would change the world and his life. When he was 21, he was deteriorating, as his friends and acquaintances would say. Okay. Um, like his mental stability State. was not great because he was very stressed out about money, living Mm -hmm. situations, whatever. Um, Also, when he was 21, he was working on the capabilities of a Jacob's Ladder. Do you know what a Jacob's Ladder is? The penis piercing? No. (laughs) No, the the electronic uh, device. So a Jacob's Ladder is basically... Let me just do a visual for Wait, you quick. That, no, that's a Jacob's ladder. Yeah. Well, it's not just, it's multiple piercings in the penis. Yes. Is a Jacob's ladder. But the Jacob's ladder in an electronical sense is like two wires. I don't, what it's composed, composed of, I'm not sure. But they sit like this, <laughs> sit almost like a- in a Y way. Okay. okay? And then as the electrical pulses and like voltage goes up it mm-hmm. it increases its strength okay and it uses the air as a conductor conductor as a sec- like third wire but because it's like unlimited it gets stronger and stronger and stronger but then when it hits the top of the jacob's ladder it dies out okay because there's nothing else to conduct it so it's if you think about like going to spencer's gifts mm-hmm. they have that thing that's inside of the tube that goes yeah that's what it was when we were little and they had all those cool lamps and you would go in there and touch them and there were so many little kid greasy fingerprints on them like that okay Okay. but that is actually a scientific method to increase voltage in an electrical charge okay uh so what mike said he witnessed was at this jacob's ladder that he had created The voltage went up to the top and his whole goal was to try to make it so it capped out. It didn't like die out at the top like Mm -hmm. it would so that you could use the energy at the top 
because it was larger than what was at the bottom. Okay. Um, and what he witnesses when it got to the top and it was like, for the little bit of time he was able to continue, make it continuous, it turned into like a vortex, basically. Um, so let me just find this. Basically, he said it looked like a vortex. And you know how in sci-fi movies, when they show a vortex, it's almost like 3D, like it looks tubular. Mm-hmm. He said it kind of had that same... Uh, idea to it like it was a 3d vortex is what he called it okay um and so to just see what happened because he's like i don't know what this is he tossed a screw into it and it seemed to dissipate into thin air um and he was like well that's wild crazy whatever um excuse me everybody i'm so sorry um i'm just gonna hold this up in front of me so you can't see me at all uh, he was thinking that maybe he had discovered a low tech version of like a ray and that's why it dissipated like a death ray basically okay. so it just like psh, makes it go away but after a little bit of time the screw reappeared and fell from the air right where it was after a few minutes weird um he's like i just figured out how to make a motherfucking time machine <laughs> yeah right doggy we got it let's or do it or you're slightly crazy <laughs> right i think maybe you're having a mental break but whatever um <laughs> he had to try it again but before he got the chance to um he his equipment like caught fire and burnt to the ground that he was using okay so he couldn't do that uh he was desperate for a breakthrough and was dead broke but he was determined to upscale his experiment and make it so a larger thing could pass through himself. Oh, God. He's going to try to time travel. Uh, his end goal was to hop into the future, get lotto numbers, okay, and then hop back, because, you know, you have control, apparently, just because you made a vortex. Right. Hop back from the future, and then win the lottery so he could fund his science, his, like, inventions and science experiments okay okay sounds like a legit plan you know i feel like he's going through some things (laughs) but so he went to a few different electric supply stores i don't know where they are what they are but Mm -hmm. and he was trying to find stronger transformers than the one he was using and so he got a few different ones, but he found that he would have needed to get one that cost like $20,000 mm-hmm. in order to make it large enough for him to pass through it. Um, so after a Wait, few days, huh. it's not even pass through it. It's where do you end up? That's how what I'm know, saying. How do you know you're going into the future? Not the past. How do you know you're not going into an 1897 brothel where they're going to turn you into a little man whore? You don't fucking they're know. Like, <laughs> who's this guy well and he has like okay he's very very 1995 trench coat mafia kind of looking guy he had the long hair very like face um where's the black t-shirt and all of the things that i saw of him no 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 no, no. <laughs> so he would have not done well in later t- earlier times and how but, far into the future are you go? There's, there's so many unanswered questions, sir. This is what I'm saying. What are you going to make another another portal? You're going to just buy stuff to make another portal because it doesn't just stay there, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So 
After a few days, he came up with a plan B because $20,000 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a power plant of sorts. It was like a power something station. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the difference is, but multiple said it in different words. Yeah, I'm guessing it was one of those like, you know, out in the country, there's like a big transformer and like two towers or whatever. Yep. And so he would go there at night and he found an access point that wasn't secured and he went in and he found this is in Missouri by the way all this is happening in Missouri okay again didn't tell you a a place uh after walking through he found six inactive transformers so ones that they basically had in storage that they were waiting to use and had them ready for if they needed to replace things. Okay. Um, and he, they were over 300 pounds each and somehow he managed to get them home. Oh, he stole them. He took them. Okay. Uh, when he got them connected, he just connected these huge transformers to his outlets. Oh, um, buddy, that's not smart. Like if you plug too many like appliances (laughs) into an outlet, it does it causes problems. You can't do that. <laughs> so he tra- puts them into there, plugs them in, right? And it is house stolen. Well, okay. So when he like was he in a house or an apartment? Uh I'm unsure. They said home okay. and everything. So I'm not sure if it's an apartment or a house, but he had a roommate. I'm just picturing him being this asshole in the apartment building that plugs these transformers in and just takes the whole power out in the building. <laughs> Well, look at you. (laughs) So he somehow got them home. And when he connected them to the outlets, he tried to create his own, like, made Jacob's ladder, right? To try to make a larger deal. And he flipped the switch, for lack of better terms, to turn everything on. And he blew the grid. (gasps) Uh, He created a brownout in, like, the whole area to show, like, half of the city's electronics I'm sorry, and, a brownout? <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what they called it. I'm assuming it's because it's not everything I know, on the grid. So he like blew part of the grid. That's brownout. That sounds like something that would be on Urban Dictionary too. Mm-hmm. Let's um, not Google that. Let's not, I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, he took out electronical devices and like. Amanda, electrical. <laughs> electronical? Electrical. A thing? Electrical devices. Okay. Uh, I is electronical not a, a electronics word? or electronic electrical? I don't okay. think electronical is a word. Uh, anyway, so he damaged like half the city's like appliances and stuff, and then not only that, the transformers that he had stolen blew and now weren't working. So <gasps> he these <laughs> first off are like ten to fifteen thousand dollar transformers that he stole right and now he blew all of this other stuff right okay so (laughs) at that time markham was accused of shooting out this is like a side story so why he got caught okay okay so he was accused of shooting out the glass with a bb gun of his neighbor's house right markham had told the police before all this happened that his roommate was actually the one who owned the BB gun in the house and was the one who had to have done it because he's never touched it. Mm-hmm. And so the roommate then told them about the transformer issue. 
Why would you tattle a, on your roommate when you have stolen transformers that you blew out half the neighborhood? Well, like, actually, I think my roommate did it. <laughs> you realize that shooting out a glass pane mm-hmm. is a little less less of a big deal than what you have done already. Right. But sweet. So his roommate tells them, like, uh, P.S., he's doing all this stuff here. Like, this isn't the biggest issue. <laughs> right. Uh, after this, they found the Transformers were missing. Like, he said that, and they had to go, like, verify that they were actually missing. Mm-hmm. And then Markham was arrested and taken to jail. He was convicted and s- spent about 60 days in jail. And then he was... So he created over $30,000 in like, like stolen goods. He had that. And then he had over a hundred thousand dollars in damaged, like damages around the city. I'll just say that, you know, appliances, electrical blowouts and everything. Um, While in on trial, Markham confessed that confessed and told them that he had successfully created a time machine. Oh no. (laughs) And so the judge was like, okay clearly this guy's not like mentally well so they Mm -hmm. gave him like the minimum time and then like requested he go for like therapy and stuff uh the kansas city star newspaper would run a story on mike markham almost mocking his story like Mm -hmm. everything i read said like tongue-in-cheek like they were like oh he's created a time machine what a guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this caught the attention of art bell you know art bell right yes yes and so when markham got out of jail art bell reached out to him to get his story and see what happened on his side right Mm -hmm. and markham hoped that being on the show would maybe round up some funding for his experiments and so he went on the show and he talked about this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm researching. Here's all of the theories and past research that like corroborate what I'm saying. Um, and callers eh, didn't believe that he did any of it. Like that he did. They didn't believe that he created something, that he caused a brownout, that he got went to jail. They didn't mm-hmm. believe any of it. They're all calling being like, okay, dude, you're full of shit. Like this is not true. Right. And then finally the arresting officer that like arrested him for it called in and was like uh no we definitely arrested, arrested him. him and he definitely went, went to jail, to jail. <laughs> and he had all these things so then after that the calls became more uh people calling in to be like well what if you did this what if you did that and it did create like thousands of dollars worth of funding for him nice people donated money to see what his experiments would do um he told art bell that he would be using all of the money for the time machine experiment and that he was planning to take his cell phone which is 1996 so i'm like big ass big ass cell phone to document is what he said so i don't know if he was like writing it in notes or writing Mm -hmm. whatever but big ass you know plastic metallic looking cell phone Um, Use it as self-defense too, Um, (laughs) and it won't break (laughs) Uh, with him when he goes to document being a time traveler, okay? So months later, Bell got a call from Markham saying that he had figured out his time machine, 
he had created a big enough one. He made it out of copper lining and uh, quartz crystals to be the conductors. Mm -hmm. He also told him that now he was theorizing a way to create free energy for everybody. Um, So once he knew how to rein in the energy, he was like, I can create three gigawatts of power, which is about as much you would need to like power a million houses in the u.s okay and it's one machine so he's just like we could create like really low cost no emission yeah energy energy which very interesting concept don't know that it because you can't really rein that power in which is the problem right um art now thought that that markham was being a bit delusional Mm -hmm. he's officially starting to fall off the wagon so art's like hey let me know when you're gonna do it because well first he tried to like talk him into not doing it he's like you could get seriously hurt jumping into an electrical like voltage that high Mm -hmm. you know die that's a thing so then when he just markham was basically like i'm not gonna listen to that Mm -hmm. but art bell was like okay well let me know when you're gonna do it so i can at least come and either witness history or try to talk you out of going um, jumping into it and so at this point he (laughs) markham shares his like personal address just on live tv tv radio smart so he started well okay another cool thing that i just remembered is he compared the um vortex to the beanstalk in Jack and the Beanstalk story. It's like, yeah, we don't know what's on the other side. He didn't know it was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with like the golden goose and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's worth at least trying. I thought that was kind of a cool comparison, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So people started showing up at his house to troll him as mm-hmm. they say now, but well, he like- just fucking doxed himself. Of course it's gonna happen. Right. Well, and he, okay. So there's a story of he had a like- party for the like time travel whatever people that were showing up right and then he went into like the kitchen and he came back and his couch was gone and he's like guys where's the couch and they're like well maybe it jumped into another dimension maybe he's like couldn't find it never got his couch back someone straight up stole his couch and then they acted as if it went into like a time warp and disappeared so just for like an example mm-hmm. of the kind of trolling that people were doing um so anyhow a few years later our like this all just kind of died down he didn't hear from him when he was going to do the experiment didn't whatever so art bell got a call a few years later and it was just a regular caller being like hey did you ever hear what happened to the markham guy like whatever happened to time, like the madman Markham, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't really sure. So he told them that he would look into it and let everybody know and fi- when he figures out what happened right. and where he is. Uh, Markham's phone or Markham's phone number was no longer working. So when Art tried to call him, it wasn't accurate. Uh, his friends didn't know where he was. They hadn't seen him since he had said 
you know, I'm just going to do one last experiment. And then they never saw him again. Uh, Art Bell's show began getting calls talking about the encounters with Markham and theories of what maybe had happened to him. Mm -hmm. One of the most interesting theories was that there was a body discovered in the 1930s by police of a man in on a California beach that had been crushed from every angle like it looked like he just literally had been compacted like in a trash compactor and uh, the description of the man was similar to Mike and the body was found with a quote metallic plastic device oh and so they're like maybe that was a cell phone maybe it was you know whatever and so that was weird but you ready for the reality i'm ready because art bell found the reality Mm -hmm. um markham was a member of a paranormal forum uh he posted regularly with updates after having more a more major financial like downfall than even before he decided that he was going to move to Hawaii, which I don't understand because it's the most expensive state to live in in the United States, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decided to move to Hawaii. And when he got there, his problems obviously followed him. You couldn't mm-hmm. really hide from it. So he lost everything. And he is currently a homeless man on a Hawaiian beach trying to save money so he can come back to mainland USA. And that's it. <laughs> so that's... But like... What if he had just disappeared and they're like, did he like time travel? What if that was him right. in the 1930s? Like, can you imagine just being so like enthralled with this that you look up different murders or people right. dead found or whatever? But yeah, he's let me I'm a I'm gonna find a picture so you can see him. Cause he is the kind of guy you would avoid walking next to in the school hallway you know i do okay my medicine is making me feel like i'm gonna vomit so oh i'm sorry i'm trying to hurry up um mike so he got the name madman mike markham from um art okay he's like mike you're a madman and he kind of clung to it and so that it sounds like he has some undiagnosed like delusional something delusional, yeah. yeah like schizophrenic bipolar okay where are you i want to see a picture of you that's not covered with stuff that's stupid you're stupid well it's kind of fuzzy oh here we go oh he's a ginger let's see if i like can get flaming. it so that you can see it there oh there he is oh <laughs> kind of got sunken eyes i don't like it i don't like it but poor guy i mean to be fair he did try he went for his he shot his shot it just wasn't right no missed (laughs) so that was my my sci-fi-esque i liked it the oriental sciencey fictiony shit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think i want to look up alien shit for the next couple of i know that's i was that was one of the things that I like looked up because I was like, I just want something like creepy, not like mm-hmm. like bloody. I just right. want creepy. What creepy? <laughs> okay. Anyway, thanks, thanks guys for, for listening. listening. Ooh. Jinx.
you don't fuck off. <laughs> wow. That's I never new- knew that a jinx would piss you off so much. <laughs> That's my new jinx. Jinx, fuck off. <laughs> jinx, fuck off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Spread the word. Spread yourselves. Not, but not, what was it called? A brownout. Don't brown No brownouts. Uh, if you feel the need to look it up on Urban Dictionary, you can just let us know what it, yeah. what it means, we what it is. We learned our lesson with the Kentucky meat storm. <laughs> For showers. Showers. Sorry, Kentucky meat shower. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye.